0: Today's episode brought to you by Come and Train at Canine, their Texas-originated and Texas-owned dog training service. They offer dog training experience that guarantees results. They travel to you. They work hand-in-hand with you and make a great dog handler of your now well-trained pup. So uh, if you need dog training, uh, behavior uh, assistance with your pet, call these guys. They're great. And uh, they are one of the title sponsors for Dog Pop which is a um, Houston-based dog festival, uh, and it's going down November 3rd here in Houston in the Heights area. They've also been vendors for Puppies for Breakfast and other events. Uh, we love partnering with them. So if uh, you need this service, call them up. They will take care of you. You and your dog will be awesome when they're done with you. Come and train at Canine. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, this is Hector Garcia. You're listening to the Something New podcast. I'm coming to you on this gloomy Saturday uh, morning, maybe afternoon. I don't know. Depends what time you wake up. I'm sure that uh, it feels like morning because, man, when the weather's like this, you don't want to get out of bed, man. You just want to chill, drink some coffee, watch the debate that you missed yesterday the Texas Senator debate. <laughs> That's what I did this morning. I still need to catch up. Um, so, yeah, I'm uh, I had to cancel an event today. We uh, partnered with Midtown Spot for Friends over in Midtown here in Houston and um, spent the morning m- making a decision on the weather um, and whether or not we should cancel the event. We, uh, it, here's the deal. When you're an event promoter, you also become a professional weatherman and woman. Like you have no choice because uh, when the weather looks like when, it, when the forecast is bad and maybe you had rain that night or in the morning uh, and your events later on in the evening, like with this event, you know, you have to freaking open up all the weather uh, forecasts, websites, you're opening apps, you're looking at the news, you're you're seeing contradictory uh, forecasts from, you know, so many different sources. See, in, in essence, you become a freaking professional weather guy. So um, if uh, Channel 13, Channel 2, if any of you guys are hiring or your weatherman gets sick, give me a call, man. I, can, uh, I think I can do this. And, I, man, I can stand in front of a, ge- a green screen and, and make it look good. And you know what? I'll even throw in for free, I'll throw in traffic. Like, I'll do traffic for you guys. And I'll even go do remotes. I'll go remotely and do some coverage uh, of events mainly dog events, boom. Like, I'll throw that stuff in for free. Just hire me as your weatherman, and we're all good, right? <laughs> so I'm here in the studio today. I, again, like I said, I had to come by here and do some work and take care of that. We had to make the decision this morning about 11, 1130, on whether or not to cancel the event. Uh, and it, it's a little stressful because no one wants to cancel an event, you know, you know an outdoor event due to weather no one wants to do that it, we hate it as event promoters and let me back up a little bit this little podcast this session today is devoted to any person who is an event promoter uh, or you know you you run a business or some organization and your job is events and whether that's indoor or outdoor events there's a lot of work involved so if that's you this is devoted to you. I'm gonna talk about a few different things. I wanna to touch on some subjects. I wanna talk about, um, you know, the stress of having to cancel an event. I wanna just give you some background on on me being in the event game since the mid-90s. I'll give you a little bit of background on that. Um, and and, and I'll, I'll do that because I feel like I've been doing this for so long that I've learned so much over the years. And, um, and then the last thing that I wanna to touch on is uh I have a message to vendors anyone that is participating as an a vendor as a vendor in an event I have some um, I have some meat that I want to share with you and I feel that it's going to help you become a better vendor uh and and you know just a better business person cuz you're not just a vendor like you uh setting up at m- these events these markets these festivals uh, you're a business person. You're there to promote your business, and you want to make money, right? So, um, so yeah. So we had to cancel this event. The event was called is called the Spot for Fun Fest. Uh, it's a, a new dog festival that we partnered and created with the Midtown Spot for Friends Dog Daycare over in Midtown. Great people, Julie, the owner over there, a great woman, very a lot of energy. She was l- looking forward to this event uh I could hear it in her voice when we chatted this morning like oh man do we really have to cancel like I mean trust me uh no one wants to cancel you want to just do it and just see what happens but man from experience uh I've made those mistakes and I've had events be rained out and then attendance is affected no one shows up and then you just feel bad and you know you, you know that some vendors are upset because you made them come out to an event that where there was a chance of rain and uh and not a successful event. So, so, um, so yeah, we had to do that. And, and like I said, it's a very, stre- it's a little bit stressful. Here's the deal. I don't stress a whole lot. I, I'm wired a little bit differently. Like I just kind of take it, I flow with it. Um, I know what to do again. I've been doing this since the mid nineties. And so I kind of, you know, just kind of roll with it and go with it. Like, Oh, we can't control the weather, so let's just, uh, we've got to cancel and reschedule. The stressful part is trying to figure out the next date, that, you know, and being that we're entering uh, market season and festival season because the weather's getting a little bit better, there's not a lot of dates to choose from. So we had to reschedule. We chose October 13th, and uh, it seems to be working out for most of our vendors and, and sponsors. So uh, if you're listening, put that on the calendar. Spot for Fun Fest, October 13th in Midtown, uh, you can go to Spot Fur and Furs if you are. Duh, come on. <laughs> SpotFurfunfest.com. Go there, go to the Facebook page, share it, invite your friends. It's going down. The weather's gonna be great. I already know because I'm a professional weatherman. I know that October thirteenth, the weather's gonna be awesome. Boom. <laughs> so um, so yeah, so here's the deal. Here here's what goes into having to cancel an event. You, you, um, you know, if it was just me doing an event with a, so let me back up. A few weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, um, we had a moto meetup event. So in addition to the dog fest events and some bike stuff that I do, I created an event called the Buffalo Market. And it's a, it's designed to be a motorcycle meetup event and a very casual event. We teamed up with Windburn Mess Hall. It's a uh, new bar over in Midtown. I seem to be in Midtown a lot lately. Uh, great Bar, uh, the owners of My Gogi Food Truck and uh, Oh My Gogey. And um, Happy Endings Food Truck. Those guys got together and they opened up a bar. And it's called Windburn. And you know what? It's, it's becoming uh, more and more popular. You know, it takes time to, to build a name and a reputation. And so I'm seeing a lot more people go and hang out there. And, and uh, it's a really cool, fun, like, I don't want to make it sound cheesy. It's a cool spot to go hang out with. And enjoy some drinks and man, everything on the on the menu is so good. Like go eat there today. <coughs> so um so we do this moto meetup and uh we had to cancel once because of weather, and then on the new date, you know, the forecast was questionable, but it wasn't bad enough to cancel. So we went forward, um, you know, I invited four of my close vendor friends who have businesses. I had twisted arrow goods there um I had uh Cory with TSX uh printing uh he's a screen printer that we use over um in uh Beeville Texas I I think I'm getting it wrong Belleville or be I always get them mixed up and then um and uh so we had those three guys and you know of course us we had the bike shop stuff set up and uh, weather was great. We set up and are like, man, this is going to be a good event. Motorcycles were showing up. We had DJ um, We had DJ Data who joined us and uh, great dude, great DJ. If you need someone, hit him up. And uh, everything was great. Weather was great. People were coming. They're buying product. They were visiting the vendors. And then it started two hours into the event. It starts sprinkling right about that time. Some of the stunt motorcycle guys were showing up and they just wanted to get some tricks out of the way, and, and then they, they just, they're like, man, I'm so sorry, but man, this weather, it doesn't look good. Like, it's coming. I need it. we need to head out, and then boom, it just started raining, and it didn't stop raining the whole night, um, so we got a good couple of hours out of that, but, you know, so sometimes it's kind of hit or miss, but with an event like that you know i donated those spaces to those vendors so we didn't all really feel that bad like we we didn't feel like we lost much cuz you know they didn't have to pay um and i didn't i you know because the rain came i didn't feel guilty or bad like oh man i'm sorry y'all paid to be here and we got canceled so in an event like that, like it's, it, it, it kind of works out. We're all friends, and we all laughed about it later. And everybody got wet, just you know, trying to break down the event. Except Twisted Arrow Goods; those dudes, they stayed dry. They're in a trailer. They just hooked up the trailer to the truck, and they boom, they were gone. So uh, yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> so, um, so an event like that, uh, or in a case like that, you know, it's just it's all fun and games, right? And then everybody just went inside and had a good time and drank and, and it was, we had a party. But man, when you have a festival and you have 30 plus, maybe sometimes 50 plus vendors who are all paying to be there, and you're, you're an organizer and you don't make the call to cancel, and so these vendors are like, ah, oh, okay, well, they didn't cancel. I, you know, I paid, so I'm gonna go show up. Let's see what happens. And then it rains oh man that's not a good feeling um i'm trying to remember i don't think i've ever done that to any vendors you know for an event um and you know we did the htx bike fest for a few years and one of the events there was one event it did drizzle and then it kind of went away overall the event was great um but you know we, we were scared there for a little bit but we did, there was a year where we had to cancel the Bike Fest twice because just the weather, and we made good calls because the weather, was, they, it sucked the day of that event. So, um, so yeah, you don't want to, you, you got to be careful as an organizer. It's a tough decision. It's a tough call. You know, I'd rather play it safe and, like, on a day like today, uh, I'm looking out the window right now. It's still gloomy, and I had, you know, julie over at midtown messaged me a little bit earlier like man it's sunny out here there's no rain well it's scattered it could come that way at some point forecasts are showing that it could come later on in the day you you never know it's better to play it safe than be sorry and then and then all your vendors be pissed because it rains and then no one shows up to your event and, and everybody loses out you know vendors are pissed at you vendors lost out on money they paid money and all that so Out of respect for those people, uh, those vendors and sponsors that decided to partner with you on this event, because you're all partnering together. If you're a vendor and you're a sponsor, like you're not just signing up to just be a vendor and show up and sell and like, boom, and then you leave. You guys, everyone's partnering together to ensure a good event. So look at it that way, guys. If you're a vendor and you sign up for a market, you're partnering with that organizer, and so I'm gonna talk about that in a little bit of, of how if you look at it that way, then it's gonna change the way you promote. It's gonna change the way you promote that event. And if you start looking at it as like, man, we're all a team and we're doing this together, all however many vendors sign up for the event, it could totally change that event. Because a lot of vendors, I feel you sign up for these events and then you just leave it up to the organizers and the promoters to do their thing. And there's a lot of opportunity missed there when you do that because all of us, uh, all of us businesses, vendors, markets, makers, creatives, all this stuff, we have a circle. We have a a group of followers and uh, that we can that we need to be informing like, hey, I'm at this event. I'm at this event. I'm at this next event in two months. I'm going to be at this event. Um, Your partners, your team. So look at it that way and i'll touch on that in a little bit um so it's better to be safe than sorry i would rather cancel an event because uh, there's a good chance it's gonna be rained out and then maybe it doesn't rain and yeah that sucks that's a sucky feeling but i'd rather do that than to go forward with the event and then the weather's bad and boom everybody's pissed so um so there's that so <clears throat> the experience that I bring to um if, if, uh, I want to say this I want I want to thank midtown spot for friends for even approaching me um, i'm I'm humbled by the fact that they came to me because someone referred them to me and as as an event organizer especially in the dog community they came to me and said hector we want to create an event um, and have it on our property and on the partnering museum property next door to us to promote our our business and and just to promote dogs and the community the dog community in that area in midtown because there hasn't really been anything over there for i I mean i don't know um so i said sure we sat down and then we came up with this we came up with this name we me and my agency we uh new creative we created the branding for it all the promotions that you see everything that you see Graphically and promotion-wise, uh, we we ste- you know that was part of our job was to do that. So, uh, and you're going to keep seeing that between now and the new event, October 13th. Uh, so I want to thank her uh, for trusting us to come in and help her create this event. Now this experience goes all the way back. I, at, when I was t- writing down notes, I'm like, all right. So I started doing BMX events in the late 90s. Like 99 is when I did. The first, um, I did the Houston Flatland Jam. Flatland BMX is, is the part of the sport where, you know, you're doing ground tricks on on BMX bikes. There's no ramps or anything involved. Um, and so I had gotten back into the sport after being out of it for several years. Um, you know, I used to BMX freestyle in, in the 80s, mid to late 80s, stopped doing it after high school, lost touch with a lot of those friends and then jumped back into it in like 98. And as I got back into the sport, I was slowly meeting other people that were still riding, uh, who were still doing Flatland. (coughs) And um, so the event organizer creator in me was like, man, I'm gonna create an event so I can meet all these people and just bring them to one place. So I created the Houston Flatland Jam, um, Back then, we had a big uh, mobile audio store called Mobile One. And I just went to the store, uh, shared this idea of doing this event in their parking lot. And they're like, yeah, sure, let's do it. <laughs> so this is when they used to be off of I-10 over near Guess- between Gessner and the Beltway, right on the feeder. So, man, we had good exposure. And that first event, uh, no one had really been doing flatland events or organizing freestyle events in the city uh, or even just anywhere For I was kind of dormant for a little bit. Um, so I create this event and then just Flatlanders from all over just come to this event. And, you know, there's the Internet was new, so there was a little bit of communication through the Internet. I don't even remember what I used, what platform I used to promote the event. Um, but they came out. And to this day, I created friendships through that one event that I still have to this day, and, you know, I feel that it helped spark a uh, an, a movement of, of freestyle events popping up, you know, l- at least down south, jams or whatever. Um, so we all basically reunited, and people loved it, and that event turned into six years of Flatland events here in Houston, uh, which eventually became... Uh, the Elevation Flatland BMX um, series. I did it for six years. I lost, <laughs> I lost a lot of money. <laughs> because, I mean, I was doing this out of passion um, and, you know, for the sport and I loved it and I just kept, you know, I did it, I did it, I did it. Um, so when I, look, when I look back at, like, man, when did I start, you know, uh, jumping into doing this event stuff? It actually started before that like um, if I look so there was a period there where I worked uh, at a church as a as a student pastor for for teens and that's where I had to learn and I remember creating an event that we did once a month it was like a citywide event and I learned how to draw hundreds of teenagers to an event um, so If I have to look back and and pinpoint like when this all started, it would would probably be then. So that was back in the mid-90s. So, man, I've been doing this for a long time. So, you know, my background is BMX, you know, youth events. um, And then my passion for dogs has turned into, you know, some of the largest dog festivals in the country. Puppies for Breakfast, Dog Pop. And I know I'm plugging and I'm doing a lot of like uh, shameless self-promotion here, but it's all to just kind of give you a little bit, bit of background if you're listening. Like you're not listening to a guy just talk shit through a podcast thinking that he knows what he's talking about. I'm I'm here speaking from years and years of experience, 20 plus years of experience doing events. Um, and I just, even when I try to get away from it, it's it just... I, it's hard because um I one, I enjoy doing it. I enjoy creating something that brings people together to have fun, to have a party. Um, you know, when I be when I got involved with the critical mass bike rides here in Houston, I um I don't know how this happened, but I this is when the critical mass this was back in two thousand ten, when the critical mass was like no more than five hundred people. But that was a lot back then. That was a lot of people to see on the streets riding bikes. <clears throat> well, I remember having this idea of of ending the critical mass one night during the summer uh, at my house in the heights. And all the other Adamans were organized, you know, the people that kinda help oversee the critical mass, they're like, Yeah, let's do it. So so I I set up a slip and slide in my backyard put a couple of little kiddie pools. One year I set up a little ramp, a BMX ramp that we had from the bike fest, put a DJ in the garage, had two food trucks out in front of my house, had an ice cream truck in my yard, and the critical mass stopped at my house, and we had several hundred people (laughs) at my house in the Heights. I remember the first time we did this, my neighbor comes outside in his robe, because people had all their bikes hanging on his metal gate fence that surrounds his house, you know, they used it to lock up their bikes. And he's real cool. He's an older Mexicano dude, and uh, and he's like, basically, he's like, hey, what, the, what the hell is going on out here? Like, man, I don't want all these bikes on my fence. So, you know, we had them removed and everything. But um, yeah, that's just an example of like Hector having an idea to throw an event and then just making it happen. And we did these events. People looked forward to them every summer. We did them for like three years. Uh, there's video on Vimeo or YouTube of, of you know one of these parties. Uh, I'll post a link somewhere. So it's just in me. And if you're an, an organizer, an event promoter, event organizer, it, it's, it, it's probably in you to do this. Like you love creating stuff. You have ideas for stuff. And um, don't get me wrong. Most of these events uh, that I've done over the years um, are not just for fun. Like, they're for fun, but if there's a way to turn it into a business and make a profit, then all the better. Like, when I was doing the BMX events, you know, the Elevation series, um, you know, you make money through, like, competitor registrations, selling food, selling drinks, selling product, apparel... You know, maybe you charge for some vendor, other vendors to be there. Um, but for the most part, I was either breaking even or losing a little bit of money. You know, I would put a lot of stuff on my credit cards back then and then just hope to make it back. Um, you know, one year we were promoting uh, an amateur event. It was the first time anyone did an event for amateur flatland riders, uh, you know, expert am riders. Basically... Riders who are so good, but they're not pro yet. It was the first time anyone did an event where it, there was a cash payout for these guys. Um, I remember some of the pro riders kind of getting upset about it. But I just wanted to pay homage to these young riders. Um, and, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do an event and we're gonna, we're gonna have a cash purse. So I was promoting like a $3,000 cash purse to this event. And we got most of it through rider registration. But the rest of it I had to put out of my pocket. But you know what? I love it. I look back and I love it. I enjoyed it. I love that sport. I still love it. I don't ride as, as much. I Actually, I haven't ridden my flatland bike in months, maybe a year or so. But I love BMX. I love cycling. I love that sport. And I don't have any regrets because I was just doing what I loved at that time. And so if you're a promoter, it's, it's going to be in you. Uh, sometimes you have to kind of bridle that because... Not every idea is a great idea, and um, I've learned that over the years that I may have some ideas, but, man, i got to filter them through some friends or get some feedback. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's not that great of an idea. But some ideas are great, and they're going to work. Like um, when, I, um, when I had the idea for Puppies for Breakfast, Puppies for Breakfast started out as an idea to just have friends over to my house In my backyard this is the same backyard where i had uh these big old critical mass parties (laughs) um so when i had the idea for puppies for breakfast it was more like man i just i want to have people over most people have barbecues right (laughs) most people want to have friends over and have barbecue and drink beers i was like i want to have people over and have mimosas and tacos and and coffee and and set it up in my backyard where they can bring their dogs out to play so i did that i remember i don't i to this day i don't even know how i came up with the name puppies for breakfast uh all the jokes come with that name and i love it i love all the jokes but in that you know anytime someone hears of the event and it's new to them they've never heard it before like oh what kind of puppies are we gonna eat for breakfast and it's like ah and it's like oh man i love a good pug taco or Man, that chihuahua meat. Chihuahua meat tastes good and a tortilla with some avocado agu- and, yeah. <laughs> so I've heard all the jokes. They're funny. I, like, I love them. But um, you know how you have someone over for dinner or, hey, y'all want to come over for breakfast? Well, that's, uh, that was the idea of this event. It was going to be a morning event where people could come and have coffee, mimosas, tacos. My mom showed up that day to help make tacos and slave in the kitchen. I love her. Um, And like 30 of my friends showed up and their dogs. And it was just, it was a full yard of people just hanging out. And um, we had puppies over for breakfast. So puppies for breakfast. So that started out of my backyard. And then a year later, it took some time. I was working on an idea. I was like, man, I think I can throw a festival. And no one was really doing a lot of markets in Houston yet. Um, So I just, you know. I remember seeing pop shop America she was one of the first that I started seeing doing uh, markets here in the city so I set a date I already had it branded and I found a location which is here at Summer Street Studios there was a big field next to us and uh, boom because it was so new and nobody was doing this stuff yet I sold out a vendor space I had a huge dog play area. That was the biggest dog play area we ever built. It's gotten smaller since then because it was too big. Um, it was like a 5,000 square foot dog play area in the middle of the event area. Um, we had food trucks. We had mimosas. DJ Illset. She's always, she's like the resident DJ for Puppies for Breakfast, and I love her, and that's her thing. And she she has it every year, and we'll add another DJ here and there to to mix it up. DJ Fredster, he's always down to help us uh, with Puppies for Breakfast. (coughs) But that was um, that right there turned out to be a great idea. And we celebrated our seventh year this past spring at Market Square Park here in Houston. So uh, if I had a clap track, I would clap for for that event. (laughs) A lot of work goes into it. A lot of vendors are faithful every year. you know, we're still forming relationships with great uh, companies and vendors who, that you know, they believe in the event. You know, if, if you create a, an, a great idea, a successful event, then um, you're going to have vendors that want to be a part of it every year. And they, they'll believe in you and they'll partner with you. Uh, and so if you're listening... You know, I appreciate all of you that have participated in any event that I've created uh, or that New Creative has been a part of and that we've created together, um, you know. And Puppies for Breakfast has been so successful that it has turn, it turned into a second festival called Dog Pop. People were wanting more of Puppies for Breakfast throughout the year because it's just a once-a-year event. I didn't want to wear it out. I wanted it to be a special event, to feel special, so it's only once a year. But to meet the needs of the people, the people we're asking for, they're like, man, we need more events like this throughout the year. I created Dog Pop, which is like the little brother to Puppies for Breakfast. And Dog Pop has taken off. And I'm into like the third year of doing that event. And we're doing, um, we're partnering November 3rd with... um, Steel City Pops, and Bird's Barbershop over in the Heights, and we're taking puppies for breakfast for the first time to Austin on October 20th, and that is a partnership with Bird's Barbershop, um, Independence Brewery, which is based in Austin, and Austin East Siders, and also Chrysler's Pet, uh, Pet Store has teamed up with, with us to be the play area sponsor for that event, and for November, uh, we've We have Chrysers again uh, joining us as a title sponsor and come and train at uh, Canine, their dog training service here in in the city. They're one of our title sponsors. And a new one, (laughs) I'm just giving shout outs, Uh, Camp Bow Wow is a new play area sponsor that just signed up with us for November 3rd. And I'm so appreciative. If you're listening to this, I need you guys to know this. Chrysers. Birds Barbershop, Steel City, come and train it. Camp Bow Wow. Um, all of these sponsors that help every year with these events, I'm so thankful to you. You, you're all of you have proven to be true partners. You know, Independence Brewery, Austin Eastiders, um, uh, even Deep Eddie, Deep Eddie Vodka. Over the years, has has uh, always been down to help us with events. And, and I, ho- I'm, I'm gonna miss some names here. Um, I'm thinking right now as I'm talking, but I'm so appreciative to you guys for partnering and believing in what we do because we do it because we love animals. We love people. Um, You know, those of you that partnered with the HTX Bike Fest when we did that for a few years. That was our love. Me and Cisco, my partner, great dude. Love that dude. Me and Cisco Nero, we created that because we loved bicycles and we loved the sport and we loved the people that were involved with that. So, thank you, anyone, sponsor, vendor, um, people that help, volunteers, um, anyone who has helped do this stuff, thank you. Um, we've just, our, the main goal is that we've just wanted to bring good quality events to the city, and I hope that we've done that. Uh, I don't see it slowing down anytime soon, but I, I have found my niche, I've found my focus, um, and And I'm just enjoying it. So um, I'll close with this because this is this is what and I and I touched on this a little bit. I'm gonna take a quick drink of my Austin East ciders. I'm drinking the spice cider. (laughs) Um, This is what I want to close with. So if you're a vendor and you're a small business and your livelihood or maybe you do it part-time and a lot of people you do it full-time you rely on quality events to partner with and i'm gonna use that word all the time you're not just signing up as a vendor to go sell your stuff you're partnering with that event i encourage you to look at every event as a partnership and when you partner with that event please understand how important it is for you to jump in and, and partner with in the promotion of that event. I look at it this way, and I try to instill, I try to share this with all my vendors. I'm gonna be honest, vendors you are not great sometimes at promoting these events you're a part of. You really are relying on just the promoter to do all that work. But look at it this way. Let's say you have 30 vendors. There's 30 vendors as part of a, a, an event, a festival. And, uh, and that includes sponsors or whatever. Let's say at a minimum each of you has a following on Instagram of, I don't know, three to 5,000 people, okay? If all of us did our part and we strategically shared and promoted this event that we were going to be part of, let's say 100 of those people decide to come to that event. You know, that's not a lot if you think of, of 3 to 5,000 people. Let's say 100 of those people decide to come. Well, that's 100 people times 30 vendors, that's 3,000 people. Already you have a successful event. 3,000 people. So if we all did our part and we promoted the way we should be, every single event that we partner with, there's no reason why an event shouldn't be successful. I hope that math makes sense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So if you're listening and you partner with us for any event, we're going to always push that and try to instill that in all of you. Don't get mad at us. It's just part of the partnership. Like I've actually thought, uh, and I think I'll probably do this moving forward, that anytime we do an event and you're a vendor and you sign up, uh, it's gonna be part of an agreement that you're agreeing to promote this event a certain way. And here's the other thing any event that I do dog event, publish for breakfast, HTX Bike Fest, BMX Freestyle, moto Meetups, I always provide the vendors, my vendors, with graphic support to promote the event. I, I even, I'll even go as far as, like, if you're a vendor, um, you know, my good friend, uh, Gabby, because she doesn't want to mess up her Instagram theme. <laughs> you know, and, and I get it. You know, you only use certain colors in your Instagram. You want to see that in your feed. I'll create a custom graphic with different colors or whatever so that you can use you, so that you have something to promote um, so just know that that um, any event that you sign up with us on we're going to offer a lot of support and we're, we're asking you to partner with us in promoting um, you know this, this event that you're a part of so um, and I want to thank you guys for listening um, I hope you learned something hope you got something out of this Uh, This podcast today was mainly um, me feeling like I had some stuff to share today. If you're a promoter, I'd love to hear from you. Um, You know, if you have an event that you're promoting, we'd love to have you on the show, maybe. Um, I do want to give a shout out real quick to some events. We have, uh, again, the Spot for Fun Fest, October 13th. Look it up, spotforfunfest.com. Two dog pops coming up, one October 20th, one November 3rd. October is in Austin. November event is in Houston. You can go to HoustonDogPop.com or AustinDogPop.com. We will be doing a moto meetups again through the Buffalo Market after uh, the November Dog Pop event. You know, I can, I'll be able to breathe a little bit more. And then our good friends at the HTX Boss Babes, they have their event, their big holiday market at 8th Wonder Brewery. I believe that's November 10th. Uh, the weekend after our dog pop, uh, that is going to be a huge event. Those girls, um, Gabby with Mira Della and Elise with Stateline Designs, they have, they always have at least 90 plus vendors, DJs. There's food. There's music. This would be. This is going to be a good party. So put that on your calendar. And if you you might be listening, you're a vendor. Go apply htxbossbabes.com. Uh, I'm trying to think if I'm missing anything. Probably not. So thank you guys for listening. This is the something new Saturday morning edition. I want to thank my uh, good partner Steve Martinez, who uh, he isn't here, of course, and because I have all this podcast equipment at my disposal, I just jump on and I record, and boom, you have a solo cast. So Steve, wake up. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening follow us at uh newcreative.com, uh hashtag at some or hashtag something something new you can follow me at hector garcia tx and my my partner steve at common steve all right you guys have a good weekend stay dry